Hey everyone, it's PK here and thank you so much again and again for being with me, you know, whether you're driving, walking your dog, cooking or at the gym or whatever you're doing. Thank you for um, lending your ears, so to speak. I'm really trying to bring you value here and this episode we'll be talking about how to successfully buy in a hot market. All right, so you might be wondering, well, PK, it's not a hot market. In fact, there are predictions for property prices to fall. The reality is that there are markets within markets. There are areas in Australia where prices are falling. There are areas in Australia where the acceleration of falls is increasing. And then there are other areas where prices are increasing. And then there are areas where the acceleration of price growth is increasing. So you can see like, you know, it's a mixed bag. There's markets within markets, but as usual, as always, there's always opportunities for us to be investing in property, but it's really hard to buy a property still. <laughs> like that's that's the honest truth. Like in these markets where prices are increasing, in these markets where, you know, the growth rate of price increase is accelerating, it's really hard to buy a property. Okay, so how do we successfully buy a property in a hot market? How do we avoid being gazumped? That is the question and the answer in this episode, right? And it is true, like, let me just re-emphasize that. It is true that there are dozens and dozens and dozens of locations across Australia where prices are increasing for property. You know, we need to be conscious that right now state governments are announcing really strong first home buyer schemes. You know, there's more to come. There are literally hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of migrants and visa holders and foreign students that haven't yet arrived, are arriving and will arrive in Australia. You know, ASIC have confirmed that there's a 50% drop in liquidations or business administrations versus pre-COVID levels. You know, their APRA have confirmed that you know, there are literally like huge drops in the level of mortgage owners or mortgage holders paying their mortgage too late. So things are getting better. And this is all pre-COVID, not just compared to in the middle of COVID. You know, like another example is APRA has confirmed that there's a whopping 56% drop of mortgagee in possession when compared to pre-COVID levels. You know, CBA, I was short talking to my, my private banker the other day, they've confirmed that mortgage arrears are at record levels in Australian history, you know, less than 1%. NAB have confirmed that over 70% of their portfolio as a lender, you know, they are more than three to six months ahead of repayments. You know, their, their clients, their mortgage holders, wages are growing, unemployment is down, business investment is all-time high, job vacancies all-time high. So yes, interest rates are rising, but there's so much good news as well. And that is the reason that there are these dozens of markets across Australia where prices are growing, prices are accelerating, and it's still really hard to buy in a hot market, okay? So I hope you get a ton of value of how to actually avoid being gazumped, missing out on properties again and again and again. Here you go. Welcome to the Oz Property Investment Mastery Podcast. My name is PK and I help busy people build passive income by buying top 5% growth and positive cash flow property and build a portfolio using data without wasting months doing research, spending weekends at inspection or catching flights 
or dropping ten to twenty thousand dollars on buyers agents every single time. So if you're confused, lack confidence, and just overwhelmed with all the information and marketing misinformation available online, and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. So the first one is price movement. Now, when you value property, you take the comparable sales, not for sale, but sales sold properties in the last three months that are close to your property that you're interested in, very similar in terms of bedroom, bathroom, garage configuration, land, age, etc. And you figure out where your property stands or sits um, and figure out what its value should be. Right, but the thing that people oftentimes misjudge in a moving market, in a market that's actually rising, is that the last three months of valuation are actually no longer relevant. You actually need to normalize them or you need to adjust them upwards for any price growth that's happened. So, for example, if you're taking a comparable sale from three months ago, it looks exactly like your property, it was sold for 500,000, but there has been you know, let's say uh, 3% price growth or 5% price growth in the last three months, then you need to adjust that sold price up. Okay, you need to adjust it up. And keep in mind that the data on property is about two or three months lagging, right? So you'll only get a sense of whether there has been price growth in the last two to three months by in fact missing out on properties because then you'll be able to tell that people are paying more for this exact property than they were three months ago. The data won't quite show that because it's lagging, right? The data will show, of course, however, if the price has been going up for more than six or 12 months, and then you can say, okay, well, it's been going up for six months, therefore it's probably likely it has been going up for the last three months as well therefore let's take that percentage growth and normalize that property that was sold three months ago let's normalize it up five percent or three percent or whatever the case may be and use that as a true indication of what that property is worth right now and therefore use that price to indicate what the property i'm interested in should be worth hopefully that's that's making sense all right, so that's the first thing, normalizing for price movements and making sure you're adjusting for lagging data. The second thing you want to be aware of and fully across uh, when it comes to not getting gazumped by another bidder, not getting outbid, not keeping on missing out on properties, four, five, six properties. It's so frustrating because you've done all this work to get your pre-approval, to get your lending in order. You've done all this work to research the suburb, to figure out in that suburb what are the right streets, what are the right pockets, what is the right type of property, only then to not be able to buy those properties. Okay, so for the second thing that you need to know, it's that when you are outbid, so let's say you are outbid, you put in an offer of 300 and you valued it at 300, but then someone comes along and offers 320 and you're probably scratching your head and saying, well, that's way above the value. The reality is the value of the property is what someone is willing and able to purchase it for. So that's demand, the willingness and ability to purchase or buy something. 
So even though someone has bought 20K above 300, they paid 320, um, and the agent may tell you that, they'll say, look, you know, you've missed out, someone gave 20,000 more than what you did. Make sure that you can, that you include that recent sale in your comparables, okay? So don't ignore it. If someone has now paid 320 for the property that you are interested in, guess what? That is the new value of those types of properties in that area, okay? So in for the next bid, for the next property that you go after, don't revert back to 300 as a valuation. You need to adjust up. Even if you think it's overvalued or if you think it's ridiculous someone has overpaid, that is the new demand, that is the new price for those types of properties. Okay, so that's just a reality and um, I know it can seem a bit, uh, you can be a bit miffed, you know, why is someone paying so much money for this thing? It doesn't really matter, you know, like property prices in New York for an apartment, they're more than what you think they should be, but they are what they are. Property prices in Sydney have doubled, should they have? I don't know, who cares, but they have, that is a new price. Okay, so the price is what it is. When you miss out on a property, take that um, price, what it was eventually sold for, and this agent will tell you, um, into consideration when then revaluing or valuing the property that you're going to bid on next. So that's the second thing. The third thing, and I think those first two are probably the most important, okay? So if any of you are kind of frustrated that you're missing out on properties, I just want you to really connect with those two points, okay? The third one, something that I talk about all the time and clients achieve all the time is off-market properties. Okay, so I know that in a hot market when properties are selling like hotcakes, it's actually really difficult to get off-market properties because why on earth would, a, would an agent actually you know, not list a property when they're gonna get a premium for it if they do list it? But having said that, there are still opportunities to get it off-market, okay? There's always situations, there's always circumstances always scenarios why a vendor would prefer not to list it. Maybe they want a really, really quick sale. Maybe the agent is lazy. Maybe the agent is not from the area. Maybe the, the vendor doesn't want to pay for the listing. Maybe the vendor has some sort of like um, confidential or privacy concerns around taking people through the property. I mean, as unlikely as any of those sound, they're all possibilities and there's multiple other reasons why vendors don't want to list property. Okay, so always, um, always establish relationships with some agents in the area or areas that you're looking to buy. It's always a good idea. Be persistent, you know, just because you call them up a couple of times doesn't mean that they're your best friend. Keep persisting, you know, five or 10 minutes call every Monday for a month, two months, two and a half months. And I guarantee, and I can say this because it happens every day of the week, I can guarantee that that agent will have you at the top of their mind and when a property does come up that you've specified is what you're after and the vendor doesn't want to list it or the, the agent is lazy or something like that they'll give you a call and it doesn't matter if you're a buyer's agent or not it's the same method that works and that meth and that works remotely right you can be in brisbane and apply this to um, suburbs or agents in adelaide it works exactly the same although agents in adelaide are particularly parochial which means they're a little bit um, coy on selling to interstate investors. That's just that's just a fact. Um, so that's the third thing: off market, persist, persist, persist. Buying without competition is always a good idea. And the fourth thing that I want to that I want to mention is that you should never be desperate. Okay, so never buy 
out of desperation. Don't think that you've missed out on four properties. You've missed out on five properties. You've missed out on seven properties that now, you know what? I'm throwing my hands up in the air. I'm just gonna put an offer on. I know it's paying too much, but I just wanna buy this thing. Don't get into that mindset. Never sacrifice your suburb. Never sacrifice the quality and criteria of the property that I teach or that you have. Um, you want high performing properties, high growth, high positive cash flow, low maintenance value add potential, ideally. So always, always prioritize that, never compromise that. But if you keep the first two tips that I mentioned in mind, then you'll be able to outbid others even within a rel uh, sort of a, a reasonable amount of the valuation. Okay, because you'll know what the valuation is, even though it's dynamic, even though the price is growing you'll know what the valuation is and you're happy to buy at the valuation okay so don't be tempted to pay 30k more than the, the valuation um, do quickly put an offer on do you know limit your your conditions your special conditions to do try to make it life easy for the vendor and the agent by you know if your bank or your broker allows taking getting rid of the finance clause or putting a big deposit like fifty thousand dollars it's refundable anyway if you've got the clauses if some if you've got some clauses in there um in adelaide there's a three-day cooling off period you can get all of your money back for no reason whatsoever so just get in get an offer and get a contract in before the first inspection you need to transact before the first inspection that is the most important thing so I think that was like ended up being five or six things, but you know, be careful of price movements in the in the last three months. Number one, number two, if you are outbid, that new um, price is unfortunately the value. So keep that in mind in terms of comparables and valuing the next purchase. Three, off market. Don't be desperate, but but really persist with agents. Number four is like I said, don't be desperate. Try to limit your special conditions, your clauses. Um, and give a big deposit if you can. Um, some, sta some states like South Australia make it easy in terms of cooling off. So there's so much detail. I mean, this is just the top of the surface um, of the iceberg, really. But hopefully these things give you confidence that if you are missing out on properties because it is a hot market, because there are so there's a lack of listings, you, you still have an ability, you have some um, ammunition in your arsenal to actually buy and buy well. And I can tell you people are doing it every week. I'm posting it on my socials every week. It's still possible. Persist. Hopefully that made some sense, guys. You know, those four ways, you know, jot them down, memorize them, assimilate them, implement them. Such a good time to be buying in property so long as you know where and how. Okay, and what we covered today was how to buy property. Okay, please go ahead and do it. And if you want, leave a, a review on Spotify or iTunes. I'd super appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. My name's PK. Have a wonderful day. Catch you later.